welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, er hello, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Please join us in welcoming Bay Manette, Alabama, to our listeners. We're so thankful that Bay Manette, Bay Manette is right across the bay from us, very close. It's a nice area have some friends that live over there. So we're so thankful for y'all for listening and sharing and downloading. We really appreciate it. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. Text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. If you have questions or topics that you think we should cover, please reach out email us. Check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Pick you up a coffee mug or a t-shirt. And there's a link in our show notes. If you click on it, you can become a monthly supporter and give towards missions. All right. What you got for us today, Dr. J? Humans have jumped farther than horses in the Olympics. Okay, then. Interesting fact. The Olympic world record for the longest human jump is greater than the world record for the longest horse long jump. Oh. Mike Powell set the record in 1991 by jumping 8.95 meters, and the horse extra dry set the record in 1900 by jumping 6.10 meters. That's I would have pretty... never guessed it. Who would have thunk it? I don't know. Can you jump that far? <laughs> uh, <coughs> negative. negative. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> All right. The Terminator script was sold for one dollar. Uh-uh. James Cameron is the award-winning director of the movies like Titanic and Avatar. In order to get his big break with the Terminator, he sold the script for one dollar and a promise that he'd direct it. Of course, oh. the movie has some very uh, most famous quotes of all time there, too. True, true. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Pigeon poop. Oh my goodness, what? Pigeon poop is the property of the British crown. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of the British crown. Why? <laughs> In the 18th century, pigeon poop was used to make gunpowder. Oh. So King George I confirmed the droppings to be properly, to be property, not properly. Probably <laughs> properly too, properly and property of the Properly crown. smelly. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, pigeon poop, property of the crown. I never know what you're going to come up with. <laughs> Woo, that's a stinky situation. That is a stinky, <laughs> definitely. All right, so what's our topic today? We're, going, we're getting into Samuel. Oh, yay. Samuel was a prophet and a judge. Yes, he was. He was in the transition yep. period. Right he, we, before they got their king. Yes, he was cool. I don't right. think he knew that. Probably not. I think he was going to be the judge and prophet, and he didn't know because he, you know, as we're going to find out, uh, the people when he got became older mm -hmm. wanted to be like all the other nations. Yeah, yeah, he so. couldn't have predicted that one. So yeah, go ahead and read one through two. I I gave you these verses purposely. Because okay. a lot of hard words to pronounce. I I see that. Okay. Thanks so much, Dr. J. All right. We're reading 1 Samuel 
chapter one, one through two. All right. You could have warned me. I would have read it beforehand, but oh, well, here we go. There was a certain man from Ramatham, a Zephite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. You know, it's almost like you have a a doctrine. (laughs) You you pronounce those perfectly, and I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised, but but I am. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? I've studied phonics, so <laughs> hooked on phonics work for hooked me. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> hooked on phonics work for me. All right. <clears throat> so a certain man, a strategic, a specific time and place, <clears throat> God began a, a plan as he always does. True. It's always God's timing, God's place, and God's purpose. Yes. We always want it to be my will instead of thy will be done. And right now. (laughs) Yes. Uh, This is pretty interesting. So Elkanah Mm -hmm. uh, had two wives. He was a polygamist. (laughs) Yes, he was. You know, this this polygamy, just because they had it doesn't mean it was okay. Right. This was still sin. Yeah. Yeah. God tolerated it. Yes. Um. So Hannah, Peninnah had no children, had many children. Yes. Hannah had no children. And that was not good in that day. People that, uh, ladies that had no children, they were looked down upon. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we, it, it kind of is even today to some degree. A not little as bit. Bad, not as bad. We, we, you know, yeah. we feel bad and all that for the person. and uh, Right. But in this time, uh, this date, mm-hmm. it was looked at as a curse from God. Right. And there was a lot of shame and guilt there. There was shame. There was guilt. People thought, oh, well, this person must have done something wrong. And that's why she's not able to have children. God's cursed her. Yeah. And, you know, so over and over again, there's people in the Bible, quite a few. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it's not it's not happening over and over, but quite a few times that there was uh, a woman that could not have children or had a hard time getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and she was being made fun of or shamed or right. And God, God blessed and opened her womb. Yes, with a mighty warrior, yes, or a prophet of God, right. And I think that's kind of a foreglimpse of Jesus using the unworthy. Yes, definitely. Making us warriors in Jesus. I love that. Yeah. Go ahead and read three through seven. Okay. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Peninnah, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her. And the Lord had closed her womb because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. 
So he went up to the city. And according to the law of Moses, the Israelites had a, uh, could not worship God through, their own, through sacrifices and doing it whenever they pleased. Mm-hmm. But they, they did it the way God uh, ordered and decreed. Mm-hmm. They, they went, they brought their sacrifices to the tabernacle and the priest, and which were at Shiloh. We, mm-hmm. You know, we often want to worship God our own way. True. And we have to, and we need to worship God's way. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that we worship God in spirit and in truth. Yes. By the very word of God. Right. Many times we try to make that more complex. We may have idols. We may, uh, you know, vain babblings. We may create our own way of worship. Mm-hmm. But God only wants us to worship in spirit and truth the way he decreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, these, these guys were not good priests. No. They were wicked. We'll find yes. out a little later. They were wicked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, he went up there to sacrifice even, even though they were still wicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Lord had closed her womb. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Do you think sometimes we blame the devil for things that God's doing? I do. I do. Um, Yeah, we think everything that may seem bad to us has come from Satan and everything good has come from God. But God will allow some things to happen to, you know, to test our faith. Um, to help us depend upon him. And this is obviously one of those times. I mean, we see that in, we see that in Job. Mm-hmm. We see that in uh, David. Right. And we see that, I believe, right here. You know, remember the blind person mm-hmm. in the Bible? <clears throat> that God, he- that Jesus healed. The disciples were saying, who sinned? Right. This man or his parents? Yeah, so they they none of them, right? They wanted to blame somebody. Yeah, pardon me. Sure. And so, you know, this was poor God's glory. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we blame the devil for things that God did. I do too. I do too. Yep. Beyond, you know, Hannah's painful trial was the purpose of God. Mm Hmm. So that he could show off his glory and a plan for salvation. Yes, definitely. For the people. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hannah's godly vow. Go ahead and read 8 through 11. Okay. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look at your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. So basically, you know, Elkanah, we know the Bible says that he really loved her. He did. He really did. 
But just like most guys, he didn't say the right words. <laughs> no, he didn't. He was like, oh, you should love me. <laughs> Am I not better than 10 sons? You know, he <laughs> thought a lot of himself too, I think. I think he did. But he also, I th- he loved her. He wanted to make her happy and he was trying to comfort her, but just like a lot of guys, sometimes they, yeah, insistive and they uh, stick their foot in their mouth. And I think that's kind of what he did there. (laughs) Yeah, I I can do that. Well, I I wasn't saying you, you know. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so she (laughs) prayed to the Lord. Right. You know, Hannah was righteous. She was. She was. And she was bitterest of soul and great anguish. And she took it to God in prayer. How many times do we take it to, you know, we sock, we cry, we complain, mm-hmm. we kick the dog, we, we tell other people or complain to other people, and then we decide to pray God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, 260 times in the Old Testament, the, the word, the name, the Lord of mighty armies, the Lord of hosts, we hear. Mm-hmm. And that's who she's praying to, the Lord of mighty armies. And mm-hmm. she made a vow. And she made a vow as in vowing he would be a Nazarite from birth. Yes. Like Samson. Like Samson. Mm-hmm. And this would cl- include the abstinence of drinking or uh, from the grapevine or wine, mm-hmm. taking new part, touching the dead, never cutting the hair, mm-hmm. etc. And this usually didn't take place till they were 30 or 50 of age. Right. But he was from birth in mm-hmm. the womb. Yes. Mm. And he actually ended up doing better. <laughs> This then, Samson. Uh, then Samson did, thank goodness. Yeah. Yes. This is interesting. Go ahead and read uh, Hannah's prayer, 12 through 14. Okay, 12 through 14. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Uh, Did you say 15 too? Yes. Okay. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Yeah. Mm. So she's praying. And he watches her mouth. It's not always the what we say. Right. Sometimes my my prayers, most of the time, I pray more mm-hmm. in my heart. Yeah. Obviously, this was not a common thing, though, um, in their time, I guess, huh? No. No. Hmm. Uh, but it was for Hannah. Right. Wow. Yeah, she's looking at here at, at her and you know, you look in the Bible and the most powerful prayer in the gospel, mm-hmm. I think, was when that woman, a sinner sinful woman, mm-hmm. came to Jesus' feet. 
Right. And washed his feet with her tears. Yes. She didn't say a word. All, all, and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. That's true. You know, mm. a fervent prayer of a righteous person prevaileth much. Yeah. He thought she was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And and this must have been a common thing for him to think that. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, drunk at the fellowship of meals with the Lord's tabernacle. That must have been a common thing. I guess yeah. so, which is really sad. It's a sad situation there. <clears throat> and so, and Hannah says, no, my Lord. Um, I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have mm-hmm. kept that bitterness inside. She could have, yes. That pain. Right. And I'm sure she asked God some questions. Mm-hmm. But instead, she poured it out mm-hmm. and told the Lord her, her soul. Her face was no longer sad. No. You know, her her countenance realized the Lord heard her. Right. Do you want me to, let me read uh, 17 and 18. Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away, ate something. Her face was no longer downcast. You know, when I first got saved, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was like a burden was taken off me. Yes. And I remember crying in joy, tears of joy. The only other time that I cried in tears of joy was with the babies being born. Right. Yeah. When our kids were I've born. I've never cried with joy except then. Yeah. Uh, and I cried when Jesus came into my heart. Tears of mm. joy. Yes. Of course, I had some tears at my our wedding. You Not did. Much, a little no, bit. just a little. And it was so sweet. When I sang to you, I sang to you at our wedding. You had little tears. Yes. Yes. So cute. The change in Hannah's countenance shows that she received the promise with faith. Yes. Something necessary if we are to inherit the promise of God. She didn't even question it. She's like, okay. And then she's like, "Got my, my prayer's been answered, and here we go. Go ahead and read 19 through 20. Okay. Here we go, 19 through 20. Early the next morning, <clears throat> excuse me. Early the next morning, they arose and worshiped before the Lord and then went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Yeah. That's she awesome. Rose early in the morning and worshiped in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's something about getting up early in the morning and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Lord remembered her. Yes. Now, does, does the Lord forget? No. No, 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 no. 
you know, oftentimes the Lord uses uh, anthropomorphic. Oh, that's a language. big word. Explain language, that, basically please. Basically, <laughs> language that people can understand. Okay. Humans gotcha. can understand. All right. And so we, the Lord remembered her. He used that so we understand it, not because he remembered. Right. Because he doesn't forget. No, he does not. Yeah. How else would you say that besides anthropomorphic? What would you say? So that they um, <laughs> yeah, You put me I, on the spot there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I had to use that big word. I'm just impressed with the big word. So we'll just go with it. <laughs> it's a, it's a $1,000 uh, word there. <laughs> I, li- I like the word. It's, it's really, it makes you sound like a doctor, which you are. <laughs> well, anthropology is okay. a study of culture. So yes. anthropomorphism, it's, it's basically you're studying man's, uh, you know, symbolism that man understands. Okay. Ah, there you go. That's a way to put it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Uh, Dr. J. It it came to pass. Yes. So she did the wild thing. Oh, my word. I do not believe you just said that. Well, she did with her husband. Okay. All right. Okay. And she, and God opened her womb. Oh, Jonathan Beeler. Yes. And uh, so she is a great example of someone who, through faith and patience, inherits the promises. Yes, yes. Um, Absolutely. Go ahead and read 21 through 23. <laughs> oh, you my You never goodness. know what's going to come out of my mouth. I know. <laughs> go ahead. All right. When her husband, Elkanah, went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. In that culture, a child was usually not weaned until two years of age or sometimes three years. Right. So it was understandable for her to not mm-hmm. hurry. Right. To wean Samuel. Yeah. Um, and then Elkanah just said, let it be done, right? Yeah. In obedience. Yeah. He uh, um, didn't argue. Didn't. He's like, okay. And, you know, Hannah, it's easy to go through these scriptures. Mm-hmm. And and just uh, wow, she was a, man, a woman of faith, right? But think of what she was going through—the anguish, the pain. Think yeah. of she was giving up her son, yes, entirely <clears throat> for the for the Lord. Yeah. Well, the Lord had honored her, and so she in turn honored him. And he would open her womb again and again. Yes, I mean, give her more yeah. children. Which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And as we're going to see, Samuel becomes a warrior. Yes, he does. Nothing like Samson. Nothing like Samson. No, definitely. Go ahead and read 24 to 28. Okay. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. 
When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Wow. So you can picture her take. You know, I don't picture this being extremely hard for her. Hmm. You disagree? Go ahead. No, I, I'm thinking about what you said. I mean, she had that time with him. Like you yeah. said, he was probably three or four. She had that time with him. She knew that God had given him to her, so she was willing to give him back. And I'm sure that, you know, that she would come to see him. I'm sure she didn't just drop him off and never see him again. But she was comforted in the fact that he was going to serve the Lord and that because her prayer was answered, he would be a true man of God. And that gave her purpose and that gave her joy in knowing that i think i think you're right i, yeah. I think she was very confident yeah. in her faith right yeah. and they offered three bulls only one was sacrificed mm-hmm. and we know who that bull sacrifice represents points mm-hmm. to jesus doesn't it yes it does yeah the rest were probably used for meals fellowship right right um samuel's name means name of god mm-hmm um yeah that's that's awesome yes what a story i love it true story yeah this is this is one of my favorites it really is and so they worship the lord there mm-hmm. the family did yes you know this this comes back to marriage and family mm-hmm. our children are not ours no. God's. Yes. And we need to keep God in the center. And families yes. need to have more family worship. Oh, yes. We need to get off the electronics. We need to get off the focus of our jobs. And we need to focus on Jesus first and then our family. Um, because God gives our children to us. And we want to raise them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And we want, we want God to be pleased with how we parented them. Um, you know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. But just taking them daily to God in prayer is so important. And I know that's what Hannah did for Samuel. Amen. And? God can take your mess, turn it to a message for his glory, for your good. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.